Yeah, what's good, y'all? Thank y'all for joining us here at the Athletes Table Podcast. I am your host, Dylan Kraft, and alongside me is the Lebanese Stallion. What's good, everybody? Uh, we're here with one of my good buddies, Patrick Johnson, trying to make his career in college coaching, hopefully, maybe the NBA if things go right. Um, but welcome, Patrick. Glad you could make it. Appreciate it, man. Thank you for uh, having me. Yeah, man. Glad you could make it. You know, this guy comes from basketball royalty family. Um, a little bit. Especially here in Chapel Hill, Raleigh, Durham area. <laughs> you know, he comes from from royalty family here. Um, but yeah, so we're going to get into it. We're just going to ask you a few questions. You can you can relay questions to us. We can yeah, bounce some back we, to us. We don't have any problem answering yep. anything you got. And we're going to have a great conversation about the NIL just like we did with some other people. So this will be a great episode today, everybody. Yep. We want to go ahead and start with the beginning question for Patrick. Tell us a little bit about your childhood. So uh, I'm from Durham, North Carolina. Uh, grew up in a Christian household. My dad uh, was a pastor. Mom is a, a social worker and um just been around sports my whole life uh my dad he uh played in high school my stepmom didn't really uh play sports but um <laughs> it's know. always that stepmom that doesn't do nothing <laughs> you know how you know, moms are moms don't do no sports like, some do <laughs> some do some do, some do. <laughs> but um growing up you know your dad i'll tell you about the story yeah son you know i played you know back in the day i scored like this so um, <laughs> my dream was to you know just play basketball as long as it took you. But, um, you know, or as far as it took you. There's always that, that you know, stigma, oh, you're too short, you're only 5'10". I'm with you, I got that. So, you know, um, <laughs> I started playing uh, football in uh, high school. Okay. And football for me was really just my tool to get in shape for basketball. Mm-hmm. And um, it's funny because I didn't try to play basketball until my senior year okay. of um, high school, which was funny because the one time I was ready to play, I uh, had a grades for it. Oh, my. So, <laughs> Trust me, we all know how that goes. <laughs> yeah, look, it was like senior year, you know, you, you get your class schedule, and I see that it was my math teacher that no one liked. Oh. And I already it's always knew, that one. <laughs> it never fails. <laughs> yeah. I already knew. I was like, yeah. That's going to be F right there. <laughs> <laughs> at least he accepted it at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Did yeah. <laughs> they have to struggle through the halfway through look, realizing nah, it? And look, bro. There was the point where I was like, yeah, I know I'm going to just be playing football this year. Because, <laughs> like, isn't football a winter sport? Uh, it's it's fall. Fall, fall. Fall sport, yeah. 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 And so, yeah. But, no, nah, and then, um, so, I went to this small school in Durham called... Uh, Kestrel Heights is near uh, South Point Mall. Oh, sure. I didn't know you went there. Yeah, I did. As long uh, as I've known you, I didn't know you went there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, went from Kestrel from 6 to 12, so okay. I'm what they call a true Kestrel. Look. <laughs> from 6 to 12th grade. Um, and so after Kestrel, you know, I went to this small school in Durham, not Durham, but in uh, Lewisburg called Lewisburg College, mm-hmm. small alum junior college, and there is when I probably... Found my like real love for um basketball because they're a pretty good team when it comes to playing in the uh JUCO ranks. Yeah. When I was there, they were ranked, I believe, number three in the country. Mm-hmm. And so, um they had players transferring to High Point, A and T, you know, these um D one schools and um from there went to Queens and Charlotte. Where I interned for two uh, 
two seasons. My major was sports management, and um, I was blessed to be an intern for them. I learned a lot from Coach Lundy, and uh, now I'm at Liberty getting my master's. And uh, from there, you know, my dream is a coach, whether it's college, top prep high school, or maybe the um, NBA, but not really sure yet. But if I do, it'd be just to get that, you know, experience yeah. to yeah. learn because, you know, they can coach. Yeah. yeah. Like the pros, like just hearing them just even talk about ball. It's, it's like, a different level. Yeah, uh-huh. it's a different level. So I, I wouldn't mind tapping into that level to, you know, learn from them and then maybe go back down to, you know, yeah. a, a college level. But, yeah, that's um, pretty much it. Okay. So some of the experiences you had while you are at Queens, what were what were some of the day-to-day, like, you know, hey, I'm, I'm interning, I'm kind of like the, the, the manager for the team kind of thing. What was some of the day-to-day that you had to deal with? Because usually we have athletes on here, but I figured this was a great one to have you on here because one will get to talk about the transition from going D2 to D1, oh, yeah. even though you were on the D1 Spectre, yeah, yeah, but you were part of that transition period for them. Teams, um, yeah. Which is usually, you don't hear a whole lot of schools that go from D2, D1, D3, D1, anything yeah, like that. Yeah, it's usually D1 to D2 or D2 yeah, to D3. So I figured this would be a great one. So what was like the, your day-to-day operations for uh, your, your internship while you were at Queens? So, um, it's funny because, you know, during that process, I told them, like, you know, I'm trying to coach, I'm trying to learn. Mm-hmm. And so, um, it was just more or less, I was like a, a team manager, you know, okay. mm-hmm. like you said. And so, I would get, like, the tape ready for the, the court. Uh, I would get the pregame meal, postgame meals. So you're kind of doing like more of the director of operations yeah, yeah, side yeah. of stuff. And so it's funny because I was close with that double, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You um, <laughs> and so Gary, you know, man, Gary, my guy, Gary was a, a ex-vet who, you know, going to school at Queens. Okay. And so uh, I think Gary was in my sports law class and we met and it's funny because he was, you know, the um, double for the for the team and I was like hey man you know I need a, a spring internship you want me you know coming on helping y'all out He's like yeah man come on and so um, like I said tape ready uh, for the court pre-game meals post-game meals I would even help watch film I would scout players sometimes hey that, that's that's, like, that's, that's, the, that's the awesome thing hey, that. No, look, yeah. that was fun um, I remember coming in uh, the office and Coach Steele who is now at uh, USC uh, wow! Yeah, Game that's Pop. a big change. Coach still played for them. I think he played for uh, Frank Martin. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Yeah. He came to Queens with us for a few years, but yeah, I remember he was like, "Hey, man, just come and help us out with these players." That's awesome. And I'm like, "What you mean?" <laughs> <laughs> you know, like you know, I'll use it just the the the, the food side. The yeah. Practice. He's like, "Nah, help me um, with these players," and so I would have to. Scout even transfer players. Wow. But also players that were 
coming out of um, high school. Right. Mm-hmm. That's even at the high school. Like if you went to coach at the high school level, that's a great thing oh, to yeah. know because not everybody's very good at like like understanding what what is a player's strength and weakness. You can yeah. that's kind of easy to tell a little, bit, a little bit, but more about okay, where where does their decision making start at? Like are they starting it really early when they're supposed to, or are they waiting too late to finally? Oh hey, I see that guy and like and most of them are too late. Yeah. And so, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was a blessing. And then um, I was a, I was blessed enough to have the the chance to go with the team to um, Indiana. Oh wow! And so my first year of um, interning, the team had made it to the uh, lead eight. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. And so in D two, it's like you know the the final four for four. D1. Yeah. The teams go to the you know. Uh, Neutral site, which was uh, Evansville, Indiana. Oh, wow, wow, yeah. Um, they played at the Ford Center, I believe, which was like the center for the, the D2 champions. So if you look up, you saw like Central, which was like back then. Yeah, you know, yeah. There were D2. Wow. Uh, but yeah, it was crazy. But no, I really uh, learned a lot from them. Um, but I think going through those hard times, and even sometimes I did the uh, players' laundry, which we know. <laughs> That's never <laughs> fun. <laughs> Look, those nights were the worst nights of all time because you know the players had the you know tights and mm. the app things on their shirts yeah. that stink. <laughs> Look, man, I was like, I can't wait to get up out of here, bro. <laughs> That's when you put the mask, the gloves on that they told us to wear the last two years. <laughs> that was not for me, but I mean, you know, the players were cool too. Um, I made some friendship uh, with the players going forward, and um. Yeah, man. It was a blessing. That's awesome. So I got I got a question on this. So um, I noticed on the Division One side, um, we're being a mid-major, but we're – the school I'm from, we're pretty desirable school to go to. Power Six school. Power Six school. Like, a lot of people – Wait, want. It's like – that a real thing? Power Six or no? No, we, we call it – we made okay. it a real thing. But like, <laughs> not, not just us, but, like, <laughs> I, the the universities in the American Athletic Conference okay. kind of made it the, the Power Six because there were so many teams competing for – It was like those spots. years that, like, Cincinnati was going – Or Wichita State was in the running deep right. into the stuff. Yeah. So that, that – it became a really big thing then. But so. Yeah. So um, we call it Power Six though. Yeah, it's, it's Power Six to us. But yeah. so um, our school is very desirable. Like we're party school. Like people want to go. Actually, want to go there and everything. But we still we earn our party stuff. Well, yes, yeah. <laughs> that's um, the biggest thing. So you being at a smaller school like that, take us through the recruiting process because I know a lot of coaches. My my coaches, whenever we they were going through their scouting and everything, they would talk to us because um, we we would have to handle like recruiting visits and things like that as the athletes. Um, you being on the coaching side, what is their philosophy on recruiting as for like, are you looking for people that are a certain skill set that fit your schemes or you that y'all want to run? Are you player? looking for athletes that have raw talent that you can build and put make the way that you want them to? Or are you looking for guys that are like right there, like they can just pl- plug, and, plug and play? Especially not being at like the big D1 schools. Right. Like, that, that's the it, biggest it's thing. A, it's a, I, I feel like it's a different mindset with small schools. Oh, yeah. like it is for real. I mean, for sure, because um, at Queens, my first class, it was sport. I think it was intro to sport management mm. and the guy's name was uh, Dr. Lyons mm. and since that first class he said we're a, we're a department not even team that <laughs> reloads huh. so they 
like go after straight transfers. Mm-hmm. They, they kind of know that they can't go after those yeah, yeah. ones right out of the high schools because more than the transfer. Queens, you know, um, uh, before leaving their their SAC uh, conference, um, the SAC is like the top of the top when it comes to yeah. like D2. Um, you got Queens, you got uh, Catawba. Is that who Charlotte was with too for a while? Who? UNC Charlotte was before they went D1? I don't think so. so no, okay. I don't think so. No, I wasn't sure. You got, yeah, Queens, you got uh, Catawba, you got LMU, and uh, Harrogate, Tennessee. Wow. And like. What What about, I don't mean to interrupt, no, no, but what, what about, um, uh, was it News, Newsom? Oh. Down uh, in South Carolina? Newberry. 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 Newberry yeah, Is Newberry got, in that same conference? Yes, you got Newberry, you got uh, Lenore Ryan, who just beat Louisville. Yeah, I this saw year. that. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Um, I think it was like a little open scrimmage. Sure, yeah. They, like, they, they beat him bad, too. It wasn't yeah, like yeah, it was yeah. like one or two points. They beat him nah, bad. Nah. But, yeah, I mean, like, uh, the sack was like the powerhouse of like, like D, basketball. D2 basketball, yeah. And so I remember even Coach saying, like, yeah, we, do, we don't really go after, like, recruits from high school. But if, uh, if we do, they have to be a state champion. Hey, really? that, that's the mindset you gotta have at that level. Coach always, at any level. Mm-hmm. Coach Lonnie always said that we want God to come in that, that know how to win. Yeah. Right. We don't even care if they, you know, for that system. Yeah. All right. Like, like we can you can mold them to your system if they know yeah, how to win. Yeah. And I know for a fact, while I was there, you know, for my two seasons, we got straight transfers. <laughs> like, <laughs> it won't it was probably maybe two kids we got that straight straight out of high school. Dang. And, I mean, but I mean, so you know, but that's the mindset that the goal, the coaches had yeah. was and we want win and we want to win now, no matter what the cost. And was. there, there's a lot of different coaches staff that have different philosophies on yeah. that. So that's why I was, I was curious. Yeah, on, no, I think that. that's that's mm-hmm. a great question to go with. And also, real quick, I mean, you know, with the whole portal. Yeah. Like in really every sport, the portal is like on fire right now. It is. <laughs> it's insane right now. Like you know, you got, and I mean, it's easy because you know. Coaches say we don't want to have to, you know, bring in a guy that we have to teach. Yeah. The speed of, you know, yeah. college it's, ball. It's almost easier to just to try to get somebody from the D3 or D2. To jump from high school to straight, you know, D1, power five ball, like mm-hmm. Duke, Kansas, it's a shock, man. Yeah, yeah. It's a shock. That's so, why you might see a lot of them not play too much yeah, that oh, freshman year. Yeah. My, my first meet was at UNC. It was an ACC meet. <laughs> I, 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 my first first meet, I'm going against guys that have been doing it since they were 10 years old. I'm, this is my first year doing it. I'm like, yeah. it's a lot different. But no, yeah, I mean, and like now, you know, it's easier to just get a transfer. Absolutely. That knows, you know, how these players are, are supposed to play. Yeah. And the only challenge is to just get them to, you know, buy in. Know your system and buy in, you yeah. Know, pretty much. Huh. That's that's, that's, that's actually a good idea. Like, you know, I'm not thinking D two, just in general. That's not a bad system to go about because yeah, you can get those freshmen, but a lot of those freshmen think they're big stuff well, before they even get to all, that also, because they're recruiting. Also too, like and I guess this is because we come from the D one ranks. Yeah. Like and we've got we've got some buddies that, that play D three JUCO and all that stuff. Yeah. I I would think in my in my mind, like Division One's the only place you could really have that mindset. Yeah. But like, no, you, you hear I mean, from other people like that. Yeah. It's like, especially if they're competing for championships, yeah. they, they you have to have that mindset yeah. too. It's yeah. just it's at a different level, level. and you don't what, think about it because you think, oh, D two is just because the guy like they had everything. In D1. There's still another level you have to go. Yeah, you know? look, let me tell y'all 
some right now. D two ball is just as good as D one ball. Yeah, yeah. Like being, you know, at Queens and seeing them teams come through when they had to host it, you know, it was like being at a D one tournament. It's yeah. just they have so little things to offer. Yeah. You know, when D one, you got probably maybe four or five a year to you know give out. For, yeah. Um, where D two you might have like one or two a year. D two, yeah, maybe one or two, and you know D three get none. Yeah, it's D3, all you pay your way to play. D three, yeah. you get there. no kind of like stipend, no nothing scholarships. I think you get like twenty bucks a week when you go out to you know when you have a game, they give you twenty dollars every yeah. meal that you're there. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. Or forty bucks for the whole weekend or something. Yeah. D two really is just like you know, this kind of like JUCO. Mm-hmm. You know, you get the top players that you know. I got in, in trouble or yeah. something and then, you know, go D2. But um, we've had some players from Queens that actually went to the league. Yeah, and, yeah, I heard about that. Uh My good friend, Ty, he played for the um, Pistons oh. for, I think, a year. Dang. And then uh, Sean Willett, he was the player um, of the year, my first year at Queens. Mm-hmm. He played for the uh, Timberwolves uh, G League team. Dang. Mm-hmm. That, that's, I mean, they... So, yeah. So I mean, some of those D two like I had two it's, friends who played D two. Yeah, it's not that you know the high, high volume yeah. you know from D one. Yeah, it's, yeah. So it's a little players bit different. still can you know come from D two to the league. Now D three is gonna be a stretch. <laughs> you I might get one out of. I, I, I think there's one out of the whole time the NBA has yeah. been around that's in the in the NBA right now and it that plays for the, the Miami Heat. D three. Yeah, yeah, I don't know any. He ended like, up going to Michigan afterwards. And okay. Then to, but, yeah, no, but right before the really, NBA, but. Like, I've had two buddies of mine who played at, uh, one played at Shaw University and one played at uh, somewhere in Charlotte called Salisbury State or Salisbury College or something like that. They're blue and a black color school. Um, and they, I mean, he was leading the league in, or the whole country in points scored, just like Chris Clemens was a few years ago in college, uh. Shout out to my boy Chris. You know, I haven't seen him in a while, but shout out to him. Uh, Oh, yeah. (laughs) I remember playing against him growing up. It was, you know, seeing this small dude come out of nowhere and just yam on somebody. Mm -mm. (laughs) Never never (laughs) want to be in front of that. That dude was score, bro. For real. It was insane. I mean, I remember playing him in in middle school and high school and everything, and he was just wicked. Like, it's just, it's insane to see some of these people and the bounce that they got and the ability they have. Um, And a lot of them, they just have it naturally. They don't oh, have to really work for it. It's kind of scary to see that. You're literally born with that stuff. Yeah. Like, you can't teach someone how to, like, jump that high. Like, no. You, you might be able to help that. them after they reach their potential. Yeah. You can help yeah. them get a couple more inches. You can give them more drills. But you're never, you're never giving them that 36-inch no. or anything no like that. Um, but, so, when you were at Queens, you guys were in the process of trying to go D1. Yeah. Um, what was that like? What was that experience like were you having to deal with the NCAA a lot were you having to deal with the conferences a lot um, because you guys is it is Queens now Conference USA or what do they go to they're actually in the A-Sun Conference oh they're the A-Sun okay so mm. same as App State yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. no no as Liberty well Liberty yeah oh, okay they, they, for, this year is Liberty for, for basketball, basketball. Yeah, yeah yeah before Liberty goes to Conference USA that's yeah, what it is yeah. okay okay because now A-Sun has uh, Marshall in there oh and, for real yeah and you know first game of the year was Queens versus Marshall and Queens won Queens won by a buzzer beater shout out Queens my boy Kenny Dow <laughs> <laughs> and I mean it was first D1 game 
first win against a team who's been D one for I, forever that yeah, I can think yeah. of. You know, Crazy. so that's that's insane to have a victory like that. Um, but what was your process like? What was it like? What who you were dealing with? What was it like going through that whole change from D two to D one? Applying um, for that change. You know what's funny because uh, while I was there, fun fact: Queens, while when you know they were D two, they had the most most I believe sports teams. Wow. Of any like D two mm-hmm. in the whole country, and I believe it was like maybe like thirty something. Hey, that's impressive. Yeah, that's more than ECU. Yeah, <laughs> I'm about to say. And we're D one. Look, look I'm, I'm gonna try to do, uh, uh, do a quick stat check, but I believe it's like maybe thirty four of wrong that number. But um, the process, I would really say they just you know put in the appeal because uh, we had a um, a change in um, president. Oh. And um. He came in, and I think he was probably a big push for us to go D one. Yeah, because I mean, you know, we we beaten some D one teams. Yeah, in um in basketball, you know, doing the little uh like exhibition games and yeah, stuff like that. Like that. Yeah, uh, I think they beat um VCU one year when they was like a top a top team in the country. Oh, when they had Shaka Smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so Queens beat um VCU, and then um I know we had funny they came down to um Liberty, literally. Before I started last semester, yeah, and played Liberty. I think that's when they had uh, Scotty Barnes. Not Scotty Barnes. Um, what was that white kid that was real big? He played. I think the Liberty had. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's still there. Kyle Rhodes. No, it wasn't Rhodes. It was. It was when they had Holmesley. And it was uh like he was like the he's probably like six nine. Oh, I I think I know you know I I can't think of the name. Yeah, but yeah, I know who you're um, talking about. Um, I know it's funny because when I was there, I was like, yo, we are good to, you know, go D1. Yeah. Like, they competed against it. And, like, we, like, are playing against D1, and we're, like, holding our own. Yeah. And it's always, like, I don't know when, but we're going D1. Yeah. For sure. Just waiting um, to get that check mark to go after you sign that appeal. But isn't isn't it a hold if they, like, went out and, you know, Go to the big dance because I thought isn't it like a, a four year period where if they if they win that tournament mm-hmm. they can go to the um yeah so like it's just like uh, any other time they as long as you win your conference tournament you're automatically a bid into the big dance because like like last year with um Berlin yeah then they win they they went. The, but they couldn't go right because because of some there's some yeah, issue yeah. going on with them yeah so they ended up sending some I think Jackson State or something like that instead uh, but I think I think that's who they sent but there's a chance that they you know if the A Sun keeps getting better and better that they could send more than one team but yeah. typically um, like the A Sun uh, Mountain West you know one of the only teams that ever come out of the Mountain West is there's three teams BYU Gonzaga and uh, Utah State, yeah. but they're like the one of the only mid-major schools, like almost like the A Sun and the AAC and stuff that really can get more teams in, more teams in there. Yeah. Usually, the AAC is like you know you get Cincinnati before Cincinnati decided to go Big Twelve and all those other schools. They, it was like Cincinnati, Houston, Wichita State. Yeah, like, Memphis, you could get Memphis, yeah. you could get consistently in there. But now it's more like okay, after those, what other mid-major programs or conferences can we get? 
more than one team in there. Yeah. Um, because, like, if you look at the Ivy League schools, there's no conference championship. It's just the Ivy League's That's play. It? Yeah. Okay. So, like, your winner is whoever wins. Like, your conference champion is whoever wins. Um, and goes to the big dance. It, sometimes. Okay. And they're not even guaranteed to get in the big dance because they don't have a conference tournament. That's great. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. no, not many people know that. So, yeah. I, I'm a little bit of a nerd when it comes to... <laughs> the background stuff <laughs> of basketball. <laughs> you tell me stats or anything like that, I'll have oh, it memorized yeah. for the next couple of years. So. <laughs> but, I mean, uh, for me, I was at, uh, I was shocked, you know, it happened so quick. Yeah, yeah, I was. Because I thought, you know, it takes maybe like two or three years for teams to go, you know, from D1 to D2. And so. Yeah. Especially after you apply. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so this year, uh when they did their um, schedule release, and I seen Kennesaw State, Liberty, yeah. I was like, wait a minute, we going D1 now? <laughs> so, um, yeah, the process was quick, but um, I know for a fact it was just, you know, I'm glad it was just a, 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 a smooth, a smooth um, process mm-hmm. going from uh, D1 to, I mean, D2 to D1, but now, man, they're balling out yeah Damn. so my my question to follow up on that i don't know a lot of people will probably ask this what is what is the benefit of going d2 to d1 i know scholarship money has to do with it yeah, yeah. um but your level of play is higher it means you can probably get better recruits um you go into a different conference which has probably got more money involved mm-hmm. possibly different ways of getting endorsement deals with like networks but then you got the downside of it where it's like, okay, I was top D2 team in the country yeah. every year. Now yeah. I'm at the lowest end of the spectrum at the D1 level. So is it worth that too at the same time? Um, it's funny. First, I, I'll hit, hit on your point, Dylan, about um, the different things. And I just feel like um, it's better in the end because, you know, you get, I guess, free travel for sure. Mm-hmm. Cause I know I when, school covering it. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I know D two when we had to go to um Evansville, we had to like do a budget to like figure out really what figure you know out. we could do. Uh-huh. Yeah, like wow. f- for the hotel, for food, stuff like that. And like you do the budget as games go on. <laughs> like So you're not even like set then, by the end of the year like, yeah. hey, I got this much money to yeah. go back no, and uh, The budget, hey. like, and like, you know, it was cool because um, I got a chance to, you know, use the uh, P card, which is uh, the school yeah. card to yeah. buy stuff. And, um, I got I to do that one time at the ticket office last year. I was like, hey, that's the coolest hey, thing I could look, ever do. <laughs> look, bro, getting that P card, man, I feel like the man. I'm like, I, that's what I mean. Like, you, you feel like you can just go buy anything in the world and be like, I'm here, going, it's on the school. <laughs> I'm getting all the Gatorade, all the protein bars, everything. But he's like, no, nah, look, it's a budget. Yeah. I said, for real? He's like, yeah. So, um, but yeah, going to Evansville, like I said, it was a budget day by day. So, yeah. If the game was on Tuesday, you go like three days earlier, two days earlier. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then the budget wasn't even caught up yet because say we won the game, right? Yeah. There's a game on Tuesday. <laughs> I mean, no, so you no, got to no, balance out between on, the on Thursday. Yeah. So now you got to do a, a a new budget for the Thursday with the food. So uh, the money for sure is you know a. a Big help, 
um, I, I think I've seen a big difference in the um, tickets for sure. Because mm-hmm. in D2, you can just walk in. Walk right in. Saying they don't yeah. care. Walk in, don't yeah. care. It's just like ECU. <laughs> and like, I remember uh, going on their um, site and, you know, just seeing the game that they had because I was trying, you know, uh, trying to go see one. And I seen there was a, a tickets tab. And so now they're charging fifteen bucks per ticket. It's still not terrible. It's, yeah, not, yeah, it's not like UNC where it's like sixty dollars. It's for not the bad, upper level. But still, like now they're they're charging money for getting it money from yeah. playing. You know the game, and now you know yeah. I think that's a big help. The recruits for sure, I think, is going to be a a big deal because well, that means they have to update all their stadiums too for the yeah, recruiting, yeah. for ticket sales to bring in more people. They got to make well, that's probably they're probably going to have a couple of plans for that. It's kind of like yeah. how like ECU's dumped was, a lot yeah. of money yeah. lately, yeah. and they've known it's probably the same way because a lot of times those facilities are basically jewels for these coaches to bring athletes in and yeah, say like yeah. hey like this is your locker room yeah, like yeah, this is your yeah. clubhouse like yeah, stuff yeah. like that so <laughs> that would probably be a, a plan for the future and that's, probably near future that, that's probably a, five to ten that's probably years. another yeah. big reason why they went up is to to charge money to get yeah. in the games and then you can bring these recruits in the more money you start building up you can update these facilities yeah. I can understand it from that aspect and, um, I know for a fact and it was just like you know it was real chill when they brought in recruits. It would be probably at like the last last uh like a practice. They'd probably come in and watch, you know, the, the players do probably a short scrimmage or some drills. But I think the biggest thing is like you said, the recruits. Because, mm. you know Because now they have to get those freshmen. They can't yeah, live off the church from Portal anymore. Can't. But also with you know, with the area. Yeah. I, I think players I think players look at the area more than the school. Yeah. Sometimes. What is and there to do? Is there stuff to go out at night? Yeah. Can't go to the club if on the weekend. Which, you know, can be a downside at oh, times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Especially during the season. During the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, man, uh, Charlotte, when I was there, it was, I think, every Thursday was club night. Yeah. <laughs> That's insane. And it was any club <laughs> in Uptown. Pro, Omni, like, anything oh. you want to get into. I think students can get in for, like, I think, like, eight bucks. Dang. That's dangerous. Yeah. So that's about the same as Greenville. Five to ten dollars was the average. Just think now, somewhere twenty, but the average is five yeah. to ten. Think now you have these athletes though that, that can like them. come in off of those NIL deals. Yeah, and um, I don't know if any Queens guys have gotten any deals yet, but I think they're probably gonna start this year with now being the yeah, one that'll get first. better, better stuff. Um. It's so a good transition period. This is what I I, no. I should start the ring. What was your first your Oh no, I was just I was just adding on to what you guys were saying okay. about like how that all goes, but this is what I really wanted this conversation right here. Cuz I know Patrick, you're pro NIL and Pay I know him. huh? Pay him. <laughs> and I know Dylan is anti NIL, not anti, but wants very specified NIL deal. Um so I need to get the boxing ring ding, ding, ding thing going here. but <laughs> It ain't going to be like that. <laughs> no, no, I know. It's, it's going to be a good conversation it. about it. Um, no, but the biggest thing is, is like, okay, so I know you're a pro, and I know you're not so much any, like, unless it's very specified, kind of mm. like how Bryson's was. Um, what, uh, what do you really, Patrick, for you, what do you really like – Expect out of the NIL deals. What do you, what, 
positives out of the NIL, negatives out of the NIL. What do you, what is your real like? If you had to say, okay, this is what I think about the NIL. What is that for you? For me, it's just a way that I think it's the school's way to take care of the players. Okay, and to go off of my sport, which is basketball. Let's go to football. <laughs> Ridiculous amounts of money. Too. Think, of just like, <laughs> yeah. think about how much money a Power Five D one school bring in. Just from football alone. Just from football alone. Don't even like. Not basketball, not baseball. Nothing else. Football alone. And when I first found out that the players didn't get none, none of that money, mm. I was like, yo, that's crazy. Yeah. Like, that's really crazy. And, you know, I get it, you know, it's amateur sports, mm-hmm. but is it really, like, amateur? Because these kids are coming in, like, grown men mm-hmm. and are playing, like, this game that can literally take your life away. Mm-hmm. And I remember at Queens, I can't remember what, what it was, but a teacher had told us to watch this a show on um, Netflix. It was about Arian Foster. Oh from, yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, yeah, yeah. From uh, he played at Tennessee and the Houston Texans running back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Played for the Texans, and he was doing this like short little like short film on um, Netflix, and he was saying like how the players didn't have no money, yeah, or anything, no like health insurance. So like, say if a player get hurt, they don't got no, you know. The school's technically insurance. forced to pay for it because it's on their yeah. premises, but but like. Back then, like, that ain't happened. Yeah, yeah. Like, at all. And so, when he was like, the coach would have to, like, you know, buy their food. Mm-hmm. I, I remember I remember yeah. listening to the story y'all I, I heard yeah. bits and pieces I didn't get to watch the whole thing but I know yeah. exactly what you're talking about of course about. you know that's you know against the rules yeah a coach can't buy you know player food or something like that but like a coach until they're their player yeah a coach yeah. just ain't gonna let their players starve to death yeah, yeah. so yeah. they'll you know buy but like um, yeah for me it's just paying athletes make sure they're you know taking care of now you know I get it from you know both sides, because people always say, um, we're, you know, they're getting a free education. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, okay, but most of them not staying there all four years. No, most of them are in and out in mm-hmm. about three for years. That, you know, that little, yeah. you know. Usually, usually it's about three years. Because a, a, baseball, lot of, a lot of these sports that are, like, uh, higher revenue sports, they're, they're there between usually around three to four years. Yeah. If they stay for four years, usually yeah, they're really. getting their master's degree. Yeah. A lot of them do, especially football players, so... Um, yeah. A lot of them do only stay around three years. Basketball's the so. only sport I can think of off the top of my head that's like you're wanted done at the max. Like, yeah. yeah. But they're the only one left that you can't do that. I don't know about soccer. That's the only thing I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't know. Soccer's the only one, but, but the three big baseball, basketball, and football. They're the only ones those, left. That you it's do the only that. one that can do it. The other two are minimum three. And years. even now, you can go to a separate league as a high schooler. And go to and the G go, go yeah. to the G League. Make 500K doing that. But you have to be a top 10 prospect. Yeah, you have to be high. Yeah, um, the. Usually, to me, it was kind of funny because it's like, now they want to do it and pay the players from, you know, high school mm-hmm. when it was like... Well, what's the thing from Raleigh went? Um, 6, 6, 10. He's 6, six ten. Uh, he was looking at, U- yeah, it was it Kentucky, I think. Um, he went right up the road here, about three miles from my house at Trinity High School. Um... Anyways, he went to the G League, ended up making $550,000 a year. Yeah, yeah. 
And I cannot think what his name is off the top of my head. But I can picture his face and everything. I just can't think who he is. He was the same year as, uh, what's his name, who went to Houston out of the G League. Um, oh, Green. Green. He was the same year as Green. He, Green yeah. yeah, the same year as that. And um, I can ask Matthew, but I, I can't think what his name is. But yeah, he he's he was from here. He did that. He didn't even make it to the league. He's still in the G League or overseas now. Overseas, yeah. So one or the other, I don't know. But he was making five fifty a year for one year, like, which is bad. you know more than ninety nine percent of the Americans that's make. That's like man to make five hundred a year. To yeah. make five hundred k a year at that age, you already in the top two percent of men. Yeah, in the world. Yeah. Oh yeah. But um, also, I feel like it was you know it's some downsides to it because mm-hmm. um, I'm for it, but I know now coaches will try to use that as you know leverage to get you know top mm-hmm. recruits. Yeah. And I feel like that's where some people were scared of because now it's like you're not getting a, a Players' genuine choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, school. you're just taking like look at Quentin Ewers from Texas, the quarterback there. Mm-hmm. He went to Ohio State one year because Texas didn't offer the NIL deals right away. Made a million dollars up in Ohio, at Ohio State and came back down and transferred to uh, Texas. Yeah, yeah. See, I, I think that looks bad for I, I, just in general. I'm not I'm not a fan of that. Um, so and I don't know Isaiah Todd. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. From here, I he's he's from here. He was one of the first like three or four people to do. Did he it. commit to um, Michigan? He could. Yeah, it was either. I think it might. Have, it might have. Been, no, he was either Michigan or Kentucky. He was like. Okay. He was a top ten prospect, yeah, and he yeah. ended up signing with the NBA G League team and made five hundred and like fifty k. Now he, now I don't even think he's in the league anymore. I think he's overseas playing. <laughs> the, I mean, I think if he went to the college, he would have probably been something. But you yeah. know, going to the G League, it doesn't help. But um, yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. You can no, keep going. I just I looked it up and I, it was bugging but, me. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's just it, it's just a funny thing all in all. But I think it's just the best way for the players to you know just be to get some compensation. Get some compensation because you can't let them in school to make all that money. Yeah. And a player can get like at least a, a small check. Yeah. And like, you know, I get it, you know, they'll go off in the league, sign these guaranteed deals. Yeah. Make five hundred million dollars for yeah. ten years. Ten which years. is ridiculous anymore. Yeah. And you know, it's it's funny because the paper, you know, that mm-hmm. that we did on it was um, you know, is it fair? Yeah. And you look at, you know, these top prospects that's you know getting these deals but not the whole team yeah yeah like they ain't getting no deals yeah and so I remember a story what was her name out of UConn oh Paige Bukers Paige Bukers yeah, yeah. or Buckers I don't, I don't know yeah, yeah. Her name. she uh you know she's been getting deals like it ain't since she was in like a junior in high school she couldn't sign it until she was yeah. a freshman in college mm-hmm. I think she got a deal with um StockX, Gatorade, Gatorade. You know, I think and, Nike um, too was another one, but I'm not probably sure. Probably so. And I seen that she gave our whole teammates new like shoes and some <laughs> other stuff. And you know that that part was you know nice, but it's like dang, you know, the other girls they don't get to you know get that. Feeling. Yeah. And um, that's probably the only thing for me. And then of course in like D three. D two, I don't know. D two gets it. I don't I, know about D three. D three, I don't, I don't know about D3. We haven't interviewed anybody D three yet, so I'm not I, sure. I, 
I would be shocked if they got it. If they did get a deal, yeah. yeah. If they get anything, it would probably be like local stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. small businesses, and probably like that. some food. Yeah, I don't think it'd be like no cash protein bars, or something like that. stuff like that. But now this is y'all's so, conversation here. I I agree. Um, a lot of what you said, I do agree with. Um, my thing is more like what it's turned into. Um, a lot of it, uh, it's not so much in the athlete's hands. The being fair, being not fair, um, that's the business side of it, yeah. which whenever I voted against it, that's what I saw. I saw the business side of it. I'm terrified for a 19-year-old kid to go into a business meeting, not have, not being able to have an agent or anything to represent them, and they have to go into a business with sharks in, in a giant corporation and try to negotiate a contract where they don't know probably 95% of what's in the contract. And the scary thing is it's almost like the rap game when back in the 90s when rap was becoming huge. Yeah. Those rappers that were off the street and they were getting some crazy wonker deals because they had black like the corporations had blackmailed the yeah, rappers so they yeah. had to sign some of that stuff over yeah. yeah. it's, it's almost a very similar situation so there with it's part of it is that and that's why I voted against it because I'm more like looking at the athletes um the 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 athletes leverage they have yeah, none no, because no. you're you're taking away your your amateurity at that point um, a lot of it, too, is the perception of it. The schools are not paying athletes. If you actually look at the NIL deals, what's going on, it is outside companies paying right. athletes to be athletes. able to use their yeah. likeness. Schools are not paying the students no. to use their likeness still. It's the, the, it's the businesses that are doing that. It's the businesses. The schools are still using the athletes for their likeness to be able to market the schools and get paid yeah. for the schools. That's one thing I wish people would look at and change their perception of. Mm-hmm. The schools are still taking the athletes and using them. Yeah. They're just given an opportunity to market and brand themselves, which is a great thing. The, you learn, you they, learn a lot of that. You learn yeah. the business. Like I understand Especially that part. If you make a professional one day. It makes Correct. It I mean, once you get out in the real world, outside of athletics, I'm not saying it's not the real world, but like the real working world, yeah. it's uh, it's a different it's a different it's mindset. So like my my mindset on it, like I didn't want it to be in the NCAA. For a lot of those reasons, and I wish a lot of people would actually look into it because you you being on the other side of athletics, yeah. you understand students are only allowed to work a certain amount of hours. There, You sign paperwork at the beginning of each calendar year to say that you can't use your likeness. You can only work, what is it, 25 hours a week as a scholarship athlete. As you a walk-on. I think it's 20 if you're uh if your scholarship and walk on is twenty five, yeah, it's not. You can't work very much, so um, you're kind of putting a band aid on the fact of like like Arian Foster, yeah. the exact story. The coaches not not being able to pay them to be able to eat and all that. Mm-hmm. They still can't do that. No, I can't do that. No. You're you're put you're putting a band aid over something that's actually going. Which I understand at the NCAA looking as like, well, we can't allow our coaches to do that. Because if you allow that, then you allow boosters to pay, which then you have like a Miami situation yeah. <laughs> or an SMU situation. I was going to say you have a lot of situations. That, like that opens up many other doors. So like yeah. you're kind of taking the the best of the evils here. Um, so allowing students to brand themselves, I agree with. Yeah. Um, it's just it's such a slippery slope. Like I didn't I did not want to I wanted to keep it traditional, keep it traditional whenever man. I did it, and I know it's an unpopular opinion. 
I know a lot of people don't like that opinion, but like I kind of look at it for like the safety of athletes now and putting them in very very upsetting situations that can actually like people can use them. Use them, yeah. Um, I think if you're gonna if you're gonna do this, you need to allow them to have agents. Or somebody to represent. If schools are going to allow kids to be able to have NIL deals, the school has to have representation for these athletes. Um, and I'm not like I'm not a hundred percent if they provide that or. Yeah, um, I've I've read some reports that some students bring their own lawyers in. Okay. I don't know if the school. Those are the ones that can afford it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for real. Biggest um, thing. But uh, lawyers ain't cheap. No, no not <laughs> so, at uh, all. So uh, is that really is that really helping your case? Whenever. Yeah. I, I just it, it's very it's a very good topic to talk about um, but the thing is a lot of people get heated about it because they don't know all yeah. the information oh, they're no. you yeah, you you've saw it from the other side so you yeah. understand what I'm saying yeah and being you know at a D2 school and now being you know at Liberty which is a D1 school I see the you know differences in like the whole like money thing like Liberty for those that don't know has some nice Sports stuff. Well, I do two billion dollar endowment it helps like, out a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, they're track and field places nice. Football Even field, their intramural football. fields are turf right. fields that were cut by the same ones that did the uh, Baltimore Ravens field. Yeah, that's wild. I mean, they drove it all the way from Maryland to to Lynchburg, Virginia, which is probably like a four hour drive, yeah, five hour drive. Not far off. No, but to be able to afford something like that. And to do it in a matter of like three weeks, yeah, is that's, that's I mean you have to have some crazy money to do that. Mm-hmm. So I mean, there's that. There's that yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What, I mean that that just gives you the thing to see the difference between like a D two and a D one that has yeah. a good. Pocket and another back. thing with that, you being like Charlotte, Charlotte's not cheap to live. No. So student like kids that can't really like have the opportunity to make a lot of money. I mean. You're scrapping in big cities. Yeah. It's not easy. So no. um, that's it's another way for students to be able to make money and all that. But I just think they they need to really look at like um, being able to make more more money to live as opposed to like certain people being able to make a lot of money and some people be able to get protein powder. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Even the protein powder can fill you up, but it's not yeah. the same. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because I think who was that got that for for Duke? That went to uh, went to Concord Mills with Black. Oh, 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 oh. I think he wore number zero. Um, uh, something like that. I know exactly who you're talking about. I just it? can't think of his name. Was is. it Wendell Moore or was it? It might be Wendell Moore. No, no, no. Well, anyway. Or was it Michael, the tall, it was the tall really yeah. dark-skinned dude? He uh, had a, a deal from Bojangles. Mm-hmm. He was the one with Bojangles we were talking about last. Yeah. We, were, yeah. we were mentioning this with another interview we, we had. And so, those deals, I think, are like you know pretty cool. Yeah. Now, I don't know if they get free food or they get just like a little car that has like some... You get like 50% money on it. Yeah. yeah. But, um, but shoot, I'll take that. Hey, I mean, shoot. <laughs> 50% off, man. Hey, I'm sweet tea every day. But now, the deals, I feel like, are just too crazy. Uh, what's this... Like when you get when a player gets a free car from like a Chevy dealership or something like the that. The kid from uh the kid from Texas. Quitting yours? No, the other. The, oh, are you talking about the guy who the running back? Yeah, Robinson. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How you get a deal with Lambo? It gets a free Urus or whatever the he SUV got a free, is called. What? A free you know, the, the Lambo I didn't hear about truck. this. Yeah, he got a free yeah. SUV out of it for signing an NIL. They didn't pay him. They Lambo him. truck. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah, $250,000 truck. Or SUV. Now, deals like that, I feel like it's just too crazy. Cause like, yeah. come on now, a kid, I can see a couple thousand dollars like, like a year or something like that, but not being a kid. No, I'm just, I'm just yeah. saying. But like a young adult, he's a kid still. He probably of like probably a f- freshman. What, eighteen, nineteen years old? Somewhere around there, hopefully. <laughs> he don't need no free Lambo truck. Now I'm cool with the deals with you know money. You know, if you gave him like, like ten thousand dollars for to do it or something yeah. like that, I could see it. Not. Oh yeah, let me give you two hundred fifty thousand Lamborghini years. So much. But now, there's some that I seen are cool. Now I don't know what's his first name, but the kid from from Tennessee, the receiver, Hyatt. Yes, yeah, I, the one that was in the conversation for best receiver of the year. I seen his deal is with the Hyatt House Hotels. Same spelling of last name, so it kind of makes sense. That's <laughs> yeah, pretty cool. That's cool. That's but, and they were talking about him getting free hotel rooms just because of that yeah. reason. So. For that ball game, he's given all the team like free rooms. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Now, See, but he, I mean, his last name is literally a walking. Hey, I'm a high yeah. hotel same, <laughs> kind of thing. Same spelling, you know. Yeah, H Y A T T. A T T. But yeah, the deal like that, I thought it was cool. Yeah, but, but the like, Urus one is same, 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 same what mind. some of these people do with their ideals is pretty. Pretty cool. Yeah. I, I say I see a lot of people. They they give money back. Like and, the punter from Alabama or Auburn or something like that. Mm-hmm. He's donating. Uh, like whatever his most expensive one was was like maybe a hundred grand or something like that. He donated all the charity. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that that's just cool. But like Paige, I think she really sparked that for somebody had to. for athletes to help get back. Yeah, like, like Bryce Young ain't his deal. Like he's crazy. making like a million and a half dollars. Yeah, like but he bro. can't touch the half of it until after he graduates. Yeah. But I mean a million and a half dollars. That's, yeah. Give me that. I'll be alright. <laughs> I'm never working all the day in my life. Just let me go move away. <laughs> Look, man. Nah. Um, I told my dad, like, yo, I was born too early. Like, <laughs> You're not wrong. Like, I was born too early. Like, man, I could have been multi-millionaire at this point. Yeah. You know, we're born by about like, four years too early. By like, I was 21, but now, pops, man, you done messed up. <laughs> Should have waited a couple more years. Should have waited, man. Like, dang. Yeah. But um, nah, it's just crazy, man. See how it's going. Um, I think personally, it might get a little better, and I feel like they might have to cap. They should. Yeah, they really. Some of these yeah, deals, they really like, should. They they'll probably end up doing that slowly. Now that you know, it's been a year and a half, two years of doing yeah. it. They'll mm-hmm. probably like okay, we see what there's going on now. We'll probably end up. Or they'll probably end up like... Because if they don't, there's no telling how high... Yeah, some of these players could be making 10, 15, 20 million dollars within a matter of a season. Who's, um... Who's son? Deion's son. Oh, Deion Sanderson? Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know his name. I think it's Shador, but... I'm not sure. He got a deal with Beats. Now... Yeah. Those are cool deals right there. He also had like, a deal with like GQ headphones? or something like that yeah. where he was... Uh, they gave him free clothes. Like whatever, whenever he goes to dress up to mm. go travel on planes and stuff, mm-hmm. to they give him clothes to. Yeah. Like they give him his clothes for free to do. Speaking of clothes, to be for um, Ohio State, uh, CJ Stroud. Yeah, doing that express. I think, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, him and his, his receiver. Uh, I don't know his, his name, but it's, it's something like weird. It's like a three name, like yeah. last name. I can't think what it is. It's like uh, they call him MSG. Yeah, uh, it's in indig- indig- I don't know. Something. 
I'm oh, yeah. gonna give up before I even try. <laughs> <laughs> I saw I saw their commercial on um, YouTube. Yeah. And I'm like, man, like you know, that's it cool. makes sense. Yeah. 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 But like them deals, that's too crazy. Nah. No. Throw those away. It's insane. It's insane. I don't know. It's it's gonna keep on. It's gonna keep on going and just. Eventually, they're going to have to cap it. Yeah. Eventually, yeah. it's going to get to a point where it's getting too far. But, I'm, I mean, I'm all for the athletes getting paid and, make, and, making, right and yeah. ma- making a better living for themselves because I understand it's it's tough. I do. I mean, I was an athlete. I know how it is. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's it's more of how people have interpreted it, and yeah. I, I wish people would really do the research on it, see what's yeah. actually happening, Before instead of just be like, judge. "Hey, the athletes are getting paid." Well, not yeah. not really. Not really. Yeah. Like maybe like a ten percent of them. Yeah. 10-15% of them if you yeah. really look at it cause it's, it's not many major not many programs are getting paid cash wise okay. yeah there, there's people Product that's got wise. deals but they're not making yeah. any money yeah they're making and money. then you know of course everybody has their own stigma that players been getting paid yeah before do you know and I um NIL. Yeah, yeah. Um, I With remember, the free education and stuff. Yeah, yeah. well, not like, not even that. Just like, you know. Oh, under the table. Under, yeah, 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 yeah. Literally, under the under table. table. <laughs> like, I remember uh, in class at Queens, um, there was this little short film who was uh, about the bag man. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The bag man. And he, he was, like, playing basketball players to go to certain schools. <laughs> yeah. I think it was, was it Kentucky? No, Michigan? Like, I don't remember. Uh, what I, school remember it was. I think it was Michigan, if I'm not mistaken, but I could be wrong. But I remember the film was like, yeah, it's this dude that everybody knew, but they never like saw him. Ever. Yeah, they just he was just there to give him a little bit of cash and mm-hmm. money. But he always had wore like a top hat and had a cane with him. And like if if he like like okay, so like if a player needed a room for the night, he was the one that paid for he it. He would go and you know, by or the move room. a family members too closer to the yeah, university yeah. or something like that. Stuff like that, and so. I can't just Kentucky or Michigan again. It's one of those two schools. But I, I remember seeing that little short film about the back man, and mm-hmm. I was like, "That's crazy." Yep. Because you know yep. people always say athletes get paid on a low, and I remember uh, watching I uh, think a Kentucky game, mm-hmm. and remember that player? He was a Lefty Terrence Jones. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, he was hurt one game, mm-hmm. and so you know, he was on the bench. But his wrist mm-hmm. was like iced out. Yeah. And a watch, some like diamond beads. I mean, all the way up, like all, and like people was just wondering, like, where he getting? You know this? That's why I always wonder how are some of these guys getting this? I mean, so, I can't um, see if they're fake, but you know, you can't. Do it. It's live TV, it doesn't look yeah, like that. No, live TV, it look real. Yeah. And so, of course, people always going to have their, you know, stereotype, well, they've been getting paid. Yeah. But really, like, not really, but... In a way they were and in a way they weren't. Yeah. You know? Like, they'll get paid, but, like, it ain't structured. Yeah. Like, yeah. now you get a deal that's, okay, Bryce, young, you'll get a one-year deal from, you know, Nike for, like... Oh, $10,000. $90 million or something like that. Yeah. With the bag man, he'll just give you, like... Whatever you needed. A couple thousand. Yeah. yeah. Whatever you needed, he gave you. Whatever you needed it. Mm-hmm. As long as you went to the place he said. Yeah. Right. All right. You know? So. That's it. But yeah. nah. NIL, man, it's, it's, it's good, scary, all at the same time. So we'll yeah. see how it goes from here. Yep. Yep. Got anything else you'd like to say? Yeah. So what uh, what you got going on right now? So right now I am uh, going into my last year, my last semester at uh, Liberty. I'll be an intern for a um, 
AAU team called the Hill City Crash. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're in, I believe, Rustburg, Virginia. Which is about like 20 minutes from Lynchburg. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. It's not very far. It's like going from Raleigh to Cary or like yeah, yeah. Greenville to Winterville. It's right, not far. Right, right. It ain't far at all. So we just had our, our first meeting, I think last week. I had to go back up there for our meeting. And um, I'll be coaching the uh, 15 year olds. Head so or assistant? I'll be uh, like a top assistant. Top assistant, yeah. What's so what's um, each, each team, so they have. Three teams, which are three age groups, 15, 16, and 17-year-olds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so um, I'll be doing the uh, 15-year-olds, and I'm not scared, I would say, but just nervous. Like, nervous, yeah. Because yeah. I tell my girlfriend, I'm like, yeah, like, you know, I've been like a, a team manager intern. Yeah, but not like, a, 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 a actual coach intern, coach intern yeah. in a while. And so, um, you know, she was like, baby, you know, you do fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> the typical girl for her son. It was like, look, like, she know, like, how I am. And, yeah. like, how I'm trying to be, like, the best I can be. Yeah, that's all you got. That's all you can do. And, you know, being at Queens as, like, a, a, a team, you know, manager intern, I didn't get that full experience like I wanted to, but, you know. Like but at least said, you got to see what it's like yeah, to you know, be on the sideline there. They try, you know. Like I said, with the watching film mm-hmm. and then the players that you know, like a scout. But um, being a coach for me, man, it's gonna be probably tough at first because I don't know if I can really like get like you know on them just yet. It's gonna take you a little bit of time to So I know when yeah. I first started coaching, it was like okay, can't do a whole lot. I have to like kind of stay back. They don't know who I am. I don't know who they are. We gotta figure this out first. And then as you see the head coach kind of take over a little bit, and you're like, okay, that guy's, you know, this kid can do that. The coach is okay with me telling him at X, Y, and Z, all this stuff. And then you go in there, and you're just like, one day, you'll just, like, it breaks the glass table. And you're yeah. just like, I got this. That's it. It, it just takes one one practice, one, one game, whatever, yeah. and you're just like, boom, I'm done. I got this. Because now, I'm good with, like, you know, putting the play to the side and saying, yeah. like, you know, what I see. But, like, I don't know if I'll be, like, at that point yet where I can do it, like, in front of the whole group. group yeah, yeah. Like, you know, um, I was watching the uh, Les Angeles U yeah. basketball. Yeah, yeah. And the coach, John Mosley, he's, like, the type that yell all the time. Yeah, yeah. And. That's I'm, me. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I will yell the whole time. <laughs> and I'm like, dang, like, do players really, like, care about it when play, like okay like so like when you play mm-hmm. did you care for coach yell at you to like get you to, to like you know do it right or were you the type that would like a coach that came to you calmly and said hey look Nick I think this was I, I think it depended on the situation like when I played it was more like okay if I'm in game I want them yelling at me the whole time because it means that they're focused and it keeps me focused yeah. on like what I gotta do and that's when I like to yell is like when I'm doing that but when I'm in like practice I preferred a coach that was like um not necessarily trying to embarrass you in front of the whole group, but somebody that was like, you know, tell you in front of everybody, not necessarily yell. Yeah. And then, um, because I've had coach, I had a coach when I was playing varsity basketball at my high school. Um, he literally, he was like, why are you teaching this kid? 
You know, why, why are you helping this kid out? Like, embarrassing me. Okay, maybe I didn't understand what the drill was 100%, like, or I couldn't perform it to the 100% I was at, but I understood it. I'm trying to help the kid out. He's a JV player trying to come up to varsity, but you embarrass me because I'm trying to help the person out. So I've had that. Didn't like that at all. But I like the coach that's like, okay, he'll say, hey, Nick, if you do it this way, and say, in front of the whole group, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Or, like, when you come over to the sideline after the drill's over and they're still running it but with new people on, I'm okay with them. Like, you know, it's like when you're talking to a referee, you kind of, like, not whisper, but you, you yeah. know, have a conversation like mm-hmm. this. And it's like, okay, I can I can deal with that. Like, that, that I learn more that way than if you're, like, trying to embarrass somebody on the court. Because I feel like it's just like parenting for some people. They feel like if they embarrass you, you're not going to do it again. Or if they embarrass you, you're going to do it differently. It's the exact the opposite, opposite. Like of what you're trying you, to do. If you, as a parent, coach, embarrass me, I'm going to never want to be with you again. Same. And that's like, how I was with this I'm, coach. Like, I'm not going to so yeah, I was opposite. deal with you, talk with you. Well, when you embarrass by, like, you know, telling why are you helping this person out? Like, why are you trying to teach them when you can't even do the drill? Like, I well, mean, that's... I, that's no, that to me, that's a different level. Yeah, but I mean, like when you're trying to like teach somebody, like I don't mind getting embarrassed if I did something wrong. And, like, oh, yeah, you go, oh, yeah. why did you stumble backwards when they crossed over like that or something like that? You know, yeah. that's okay. I get that. The guy had a great play. Okay, so what? But when you're trying to t- help somebody, a teammate out, I mean, you're not supposed to embarrass somebody. You're supposed to be like, all right. I'll, like, later on, you go, hey Nick, you should have been helping him. You didn't understand yeah. how to do the drill or something like that. You don't go and embarrass them like. No. To me, that's that's more disrespect than embarrassment. Yeah, that's that, that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. It's more of a disrespect. It's, it's embarrassing because so, it's disrespectful. So my goal from that moment forward was to get that coach fired. Yeah. What happened? I got that coach fired a year and a half after I graduated. Me and two other guys on that team, were that was our goal, was that to was get that good. coach fired. We ended up getting the coach fired two years after, within eight, two years after of us graduating. Well, good job, Kimosabi. Yeah. Well, when you when you do something like that, <laughs> and not just to me, but to a whole bunch, whole it's bunch, like, yeah, you know, it's, yeah, you don't want you don't want to be around that. Also, too. Especially also when you look like the guy from, uh, um, what was that drug show called? Uh, the guy from Malcolm, the dad from Malcolm in the Middle, and he becomes oh. the... Uh, the the drug like he makes meth and stuff like that um oh, what is that show called um well this joke went south really quickly yeah it did it, I got I got, I got like <laughs> but no boy. Uh, but Breaking Bad like oh, you okay. look like the dude from Breaking Bad oh, the yeah, yeah, and everything yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's um, what this dude looked like but no and he was like 30 <laughs> Being that, you know, I want to coach, I always look at stuff differently because I play also, you know, in, yeah, yeah. in high school. But um, also just being, you know, in my field and degree, learning the things that I'm, you know, learning I'm in class, I see it differently. Yeah. And so um, there was this thing that we did for a project, you know, just to look up different coaching styles. Mm-hmm. And of course, you just know off rip. Don't know coach. Coach the same. Yeah. Like Coach K, don't coach like Coach Dink Smith. Yeah. Or doesn't coach like Bob Huggins or however. But they have the same philosophy. Coach K, don't coach like Bill Self. Yeah. And I was just reading like it's like ten different styles of, mm-hmm. of coaching that's like you know out there. You got you you know your laissez faire, like the laid back. Cool yeah. you know. You got the one that's high pressure up in your face. You got that and you one. got in between. <laughs> yeah, you got in between. And so, um, I feel like with these kids, I'll probably start out, you know, laissez-faire, 
Yeah. Like, Until you get that comfortability with that, like you understand that. how everybody yeah. works. In and then also as a coach, you got to see how do the players, you know, respond. Yeah. yeah. So not every player is going to want you, you know, in their grill, in their face all the time yelling. Yeah. Um, some might, you know, break down with that and, you know, lose, you know, confidence. Yep. Yep. And yep. Then others, you might see, you know, you can just talk to them on the side, you know, yeah. not with, you know, everybody near you. Yeah. I think that's also a good thing to say. But um, I think coaching for me is going to be a, a, a joy. It's going to be an adjustment too. So. Because I, I've been watching, you know, man, sports all my life. Yeah. I've been studying it. I've been saying, that, oh, man, if I was coaching, I, I did this. You know, same thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, look, yeah. man, after a loss, I always, you know, have uh, – Recorded, I would watch it back, yeah. and I would just you know pick things out that I would have did you know call timeout you know being big Target fans. Yeah. Roy was never. A fan. <laughs> I don't know why he had five of them. I think he was saving them up to sell, but I don't Roy know. was <laughs> never a fan of call one timeouts. in the first half, call one in the second half, never use the last three, never use them, and like. It'd be a blessing if he would go down to two. Like everybody yeah. was like, if he called a timeout and there was he had two left, everybody would cheer. It was amazing. It was the only time was, I've ever yeah. seen that. But yeah, it was just it's crazy. Yep. But um, nah. And also going forward, um, you know, my dream is always to be you know college. Yeah. But like I said, I wouldn't mind going to the pros to just get that that. That info, yeah, because you, yeah. you hear players always talk about you know, uh, before you pass away, uh, Kobe Bryant, yeah, they would love to just pick talk his brain, to him, pick his brain because hearing the game from a player like Kobe Bryant, you just hear it like differently, yeah, and because, um, he you know had that thing on uh, it's being plus his uh. Detail show. Oh yeah, yeah. We would watch back players' games, and he would like you know pick out their goods and their bads. Mm-hmm. And I would literally watch that all the all the time. Yeah, all night. Like, I do the same thing. I yeah. I watch those, and I like it, <laughs> it, it's that's like the second thing I listen to after the Bible. It's like <laughs> I, I just love hearing the little detailed parts about per, uh, somebody's tendencies, what what they're good, what they're bad at. Yeah, I, I love that stuff, dude. Like, yeah. Like me, like coaching. I'm also a big like film watcher. Like yeah, yeah. I love watching film. And it's funny uh, during his a uh, uh, detail days. I actually sent him a tweet, and I was like, you know, when's your next episode? He's like, next Saturday. Like it was really him. Oh wow. And um, that's impressive. Yeah, that's actually really impressive. It's, yeah, it's good, bro. Um, but yeah, no, nah, I just really love the game. I can't wait to you know be in that position mm-hmm. to coach and hopefully, you know, continue with going forward whether it's called to the pros. Yeah, yeah. Well, with that, thank you for being with us, Patrick. Thank we you. are glad to have you. Thank love you. the NIL talk. Love the the transition period from D2 to D1. Right. We're excited for what you got going Don't, on in the oh future. Yeah. We, we want to hear about, in, in, within the next four to six months, we want to hear about oh, yeah. uh, next about how Crest Prep or Hillcrest, uh, Hillcrest, Crest, yeah. No, nah. <laughs> nah. Nah, it's funny because um, you know the 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 season runs through May. Yeah, so you'll be so, coaching a little bit longer. So, so yeah, um, yeah. 
we all come down next, I'll be probably in probably mid season. Yeah. Like just um had our first meeting, you know, like I said, and we got our team schedule. That's okay. Okay. So we know, you know, we'll be going through June and July, so that's not bad. Okay, yeah, we'll definitely have Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well good luck, my man. Yeah, definitely. Glad you were on. Yeah. And with that, this is the athlete's table.